Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the JRE Review. I will be reviewing Joe's conversation on podcast 1236 with Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey is a computer programmer and better known as the CEO for Twitter. Uh, I don't use Twitter a ton. I know a lot of people do, so I'm not hugely familiar with uh, the program itself, but I do know its impact and it's referenced all the time, whether it's celebrity tweets, Kanye, uh, Donald Trump, you name it. The impact of this app is undeniable. And to learn a lot about the CEO, the billionaire Jack Dorsey, who's worth, I don't know, somewhere in the range of $5 billion, just talk about his impact, what it means, the future of the company. It, uh, it was really eye-opening and it was cool to listen to. A great conversation, so make sure you check it out. But uh, I'm gonna start the review. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? So Jack starts off talking just about how the program came about, how it's kind of evolved over the years. What I really liked about it, and bear in mind, this guy has been mega wealthy and in billionaire status for a good part of his adult life. So how that changes you as an individual, I can't even imagine. But he seemed very calm, well thought out. He didn't get defensive or aggressive or, I mean, not that people get aggressive on Joe's podcast, but yeah, he wasn't, he was just a chilled guy that was really listening to the conversation and being a part of it and not trying to rush anything or get ahead of himself. I really liked the way that he was thinking. And uh, he was talking about how the app, Twitter, has evolved over the years in the sense of really they've allowed the user to kind of define how the program was going to work. And that being like adding at before people's names to and then the hashtags and these things just kind of developed on their own and Twitter, or the, or the the guys that run Twitter just allowed that process to expand. They gave it room to create a life of its own almost, which I think is really fascinating because now, I mean, everyone's, you know, familiar with tagging people and putting hashtags in. And I just always assumed that that had come from the programmers themselves, like this was an idea they had. But it's an evolving space that everybody can kind of play a part in and, and open up that, that conversation. And also, you know, it's powerful because global leaders are using this. I mean, worldwide, that's a huge platform. You know, Donald Trump's tweets make the news all the time and other world leaders are doing very similar things. It's a good way to get a lot of information out. Uh, well, I guess not a lot of information because it's only a few characters, but you can reference things and get people thinking. It's just a, a very instant way of, in a sense, being able to text the entire world. You know, one text and everyone gets it. Um, the issue there is, in a lot of ways, is what you say lasts forever. I mean, it's in, it's on the record for all of history. And uh, I don't know, some people don't, seem very careful about what they write a lot of times. Um, maybe that'd come back and bite them in the ass, who knows? 
they talk a little bit about the terms of service. You know, when you sign up for like iTunes and all those sorts of things, there's always those terms of service pages and no one ever reads them. And it's something that Joe talks about. And Joe was saying that, yeah, nobody reads that. I don't read it. Do you read it? I guess Jack has read the ones for Twitter. He did say he hasn't read the ones for a lot of other things. Um, and, and that's just kind of one of those things. And I've always thought that's weird. It's like we're responsible for the terms of service because we can't use the program unless we agree. But surely nobody ever can expect us to have read that whole thing. At best, they should make you watch a video, right? That's like a minute long where somebody, as quickly as they can, reads through it. At least so you hear the words, what you do with it. I don't know. I mean, I guess if it's that important. Actually, a video sounds super annoying, so hopefully they don't make that because I just prefer to just click past it. But... Otherwise, you don't get that information. I mean, you know, how can we be held responsible for something that definitely nobody is talking, uh, nobody has read the whole thing of? They get into who gets banned, right? Who gets banned from using Twitter? Who gets banned from these other platforms like Patreon? and, And who decides this? And Jack was saying that a lot of this is done kind of with uh, basically users will report something and then once it's reported somebody will either look into it or like an ai system will kind of look at trends of how things are being posted and so on and then that's how things get banned so for example joe gave the uh told the story about how ari shafir was banned from twitter because he was giving Bert Kreischer a hard time about stealing his records. And he said, I'm going to kill you, Bert. Now, obviously, just joking. They're all friends. They go way back. But for that reason, Ari got banned from Twitter. I don't know if he's back on it. I don't know the whole story behind that. But it's kind of funny. And definitely seems like something that Ari and Bert would do for sure. Alex Jones recently banned from Twitter. That's kind of like the big thing because... Uh, he's getting banned from everywhere and and, you know what did he do how did he get banned Uh, that sort of thing Alex Jones going through a tough time but at the same time he said some crazy ass shit so you've got to pay for that I mean that's that's really that's really what's happening the focus really through this podcast conversation was just that how Jack is really changing the way people communicate I mean he's leading the way I mean maybe not specifically just him i mean him and his team but his company it really is changing the way that people communicate and how long will it be before they have one that automatically translates the language and translates the little nuances so that everyone from all the countries in the world can read and understand what's being said i mean it's it's crazy and they don't know what is happening in the sense of where it's going joe gave the example that he it's the same with his podcast he didn't know where it was going what it was happening it was just something fun he did in his basement and and really if you stop and think about it that's really like nothing else that's been developed in in a lot of ways because you know you would start off on tv you'd have a small show then you'd have a larger show then you'd have this audience i don't think anyone that started a podcast back in like 2010 really realized 
that one day you could have such a massive audience and zero restrictions on the way that you deliver your message. I mean, nobody is policing what Joe says, right? I mean, if he started saying crazy things, people would be pretty outraged. But I mean, they can't stop him. They couldn't ban the podcast. He can just go with it. And that's why I think the way that he does his show is so important because he didn't really come at it with an agenda. He just had an idea to speak to interesting people that he wanted to talk to about things he wants to talk about. But it's allowed him to adjust the way that he talks and the way that he communicates and the guests that he has to the audience that exists as well. Like there, there definitely is a moral obligation for Joe um, to, I mean, in some degrees, he doesn't have to be moral about the message that he brings forward and, and what he's doing. But I, I think he feels that. And uh, he, he certainly delivers on it. He's always adjusting to be more understanding and bring guests on that maybe don't even agree with him just so he can find a better way of communicating and learning. I think that's a really cool thing. And as for Twitter, I mean, Twitter definitely expands the conversation in general. So there's like a, a narrative that's being played out, whether it's because the elections are coming or whether there's a war on or whatever. And then all of a sudden people have a voice, they have a stage, they have their own massive soapbox that everybody can go and listen to. Instead of going to the town center and hearing what people think about what's going on or logging into bizarre blog sites online, there's now just this forum that comes straight to your phone from all different types of uh, people. And, And one thing that Jack says is a big problem now is that people only are plugging in and listening to people that agree with them. And what he's hoping to do is create a system where opposing opinions uh, to a discussion come in to aid the individual. So, you know, if you're very liberal or very Republican, there's also the, the opposite side of certain parts of the story just to give you a hand with understanding the bigger picture. And that's kind of important for things like Brexit's a good example. There was a lot of false information coming from the Brexit people, and they were only listening to that. And then once they voted for it, you know, the Brexit guys kind of got screwed because a lot of what they were promised didn't come true. But they didn't have that information. They weren't looking at it. So in some ways, it wasn't necessarily all their fault. <clears throat> Jack also talks about the idea of making all this information decentralized. So no one company or one government controls it all. He didn't sound like, he He knows Twitter is big, he has plenty of money, so he certainly doesn't need any more, and I don't think that he had the idea that he wants his company to be the biggest, the most powerful thing that exists ever. Maybe he does, maybe there's no way to get around that feeling, but the the sense that I got was that, you know, he likes opposing arguments and opposing thought, and maybe even competitive companies and and different ideas like the idea that all the power would be held in one place especially when it comes to controlling information is is a scary thing and uh you know towards the end of their conversation jack really laid down that he wants twitter to help humanity right that's kind of part of his core mission he wants the communication to be shared and to be free and really no one company to control it all and uh, the last thing that they got onto was was something that is close to Joe's heart is the Cash App. So obviously the Cash App gives money to Justin Wren and the Fight for the Forgotten 
digging the wells for the pygmies and then um you know gives them five bucks and then ray borg's child who ray borg's a ufc fighter mma fighter who's um kid is undergoing a lot of medical procedures and they're giving money to him to help them out but what's really cool about it is twitter was uh so i guess this is like a company owned by twitter but just some of the things that come with the cash app are really worth checking out i mean i don't know your situation where they have good credit bad credit or whatever and obviously i'm not getting paid by cash app but it actually just sounds like a good way for people to save some good money and get the benefits of of you know decent credit cards that are that are those benefits are only really given to people you know that have money and uh, don't necessarily need to be the ones <clears throat> saving the most money but anyway check it out see what you think i went ahead and downloaded that app and i have a cash card coming so i'm going to play with it and see what it's like but thank you guys so much for listening today and uh take it easy